topic of the day is how comfort could be killing us. We're going to talk about how we break this whole comfort paradox, embracing discomfort for growth. We're going to talk about different lanes in our life with health, with relationships, with moving your business career forward. We really are in the most comfortable time in history. Hold your station, this education is relevant. The motivation through conversation is evident. We're talking spiritual body, mind, development. This is the manhood experiment. The manhood experiment. The manhood Before we continue, we need your help. We'd like to reach more like-minded people just like you and share our knowledge on personal growth, health, and success. So can you do us a favor and in your podcast app, hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star review and leave us an encouraging comment. Do it right now while you listen to this episode. That will help us know you're listening and that you care. And a little action will help us reach more folks. Now back to our show. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Manhood Experiment. Today, it's your boys, Big Dreams, hey. Jay Dragon, in the house. Watch your mouth. What's up, Big Dreams? What's up, Jay Dragon? <laughs> so today, we got a fun topic. The topic of the day is comfort. It is how comfort could be killing us. So today what we're talking about is how we break this whole comfort paradox, embracing discomfort for growth. We're going to talk about how this goes into different lanes in our life with health, with relationships, with moving your business career forward, with overall just building your life resume. I'm going to go deeper into that and just the experiences within life. So overall, this comes from this idea that we really are in the most comfortable time in history. Although there's chaos always going on in different parts of the world, for most of us that are listening to this, it's rare that we really have to worry about getting attacked, called war, or exposed to extreme conditions that was just not too far relatively a wise just 100, 200 years ago how much different life mm. has been. So we got heat in the winter, AC that's just crispy in the summer, remotes and options for comfort, and we can just take it easy, but you know we don't really want that. But before we get into that, we're just going to do a quick little roundtable, see what's good in the hood. <laughs> what's up, Dreams? What's happening? Man, J-Dragon, life is good. Life is good. Like I always say, the first thing I check in with is the family. So you hear me say that, man, the family's good. It's because that's the first thing I think about. It's the first thing I think about, baby. Mm -hmm. The family's good. Then Dreams is good. And like I said, I've been really moving into just my zone now with music and really knocking out the things that are hindering me, hindering my growth. If it's something that I need equipment wise, you know what, let's do it and make sure I can take mm -hmm. advantage of it and then make sure, you know, being calculated and how I'm implementing this in my goal to where it benefits me overall. So those are some things I've been really just diving into like, all right, let's cut the excuses. Let's cut the BS. Let's get into this. You know, so that's where I've been right now, trying to get out of, honestly, uh, maybe a comfort zone in a sense. Because mm -hmm. as soon as you yeah. kind of get some space and where you get a flow, you're like, oh, it's not as busy anymore. I, I like to just stay here for a bit. Sometimes that's good. But then sometimes you got to, you know, put some fire under that butt and you're like, you know, we're not there yet. We're not there yeah. quite yet. Let's keep moving yeah. while we can, you know? Yeah. Because one day you yeah. won't have the same energy. It's the truth. We are all growing. We're all getting older. Time doesn't go back. It only goes forward. So that's where I've been, man. I've been getting, I'm still on the high from the uh, interview that I had on CBS. I was just going to ask about that. <laughs> I saw that. I saw behind the scenes. How'd that all go? Man, it was crazy. Like I said, a guy reached out to me from the local area. It's 
for basically like a lot of top artists in the area that are really making moves. So it's it was cool to be considered for that opportunity and kind of represent my city. Love it. My new home, San Diego. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. On your side, man, I just heard you doing some surfing. You staying active. I see you jumping high than ever now these days. What's, what's good? What you been doing? <laughs> Taking some secret serum? Yeah, you know, I've just been someone who has been training people for so long. I've put myself on another training program just to follow something. I think it's a reminder. I love training for this idea of like lean performance, lean mm. performance and longevity. So being able to be ready for the adventures of life and... I want to get back. I've been inspired just just watching people dunk and throw it down. I'm going to see if I can take things to new heights again. So I've been doing some performance plyometric type of training to help kind of rehab, prehab, and just to more of a proactive approach with my training. And it's giving me mm -hmm. something fun that I look forward to training. So rather than just pure aesthetics and strength to get jacked and tan, yeah. you know, trying to, to keep <laughs> myself mobile and feeling good overall. But You're on that, uh, that Ja Morant training regiment. Just jumping, yeah. just jumping out the box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like you said, family, everything, I think really just embracing the gratitude that tends to bring me up that spiral of vibrations of how I'm feeling and just enjoying the season that I'm in right now. So Yes, sir. No, all, all is good. All is good. Well, we aren't going to take too long today with this topic. I just thought this is something that it's been big in my life, and I, I hope that this can be applicable. I think we have some cool tactical ideas in here of how you can just, you know, again, take a look at your life and check out different areas where maybe you found yourself sticking in that comfort zone and areas where you can switch it up a little bit to help promote more growth. And, you know, you got to think humans have been wired for comfort and safety, yet mm. we're more adaptable than any other species that there is. That's true. We can train ourselves to be soft or we can break the mold and seek growth. And something I've seen just in the world is like there's a movement around really seeking hard or challenging things. And I think hard and challenging and comfort, all that stuff is essentially subjective at the end of the day. But you're seeing this big movement with people going in cold tanks and people going in saunas and doing these hard runs. And, yeah. and I think that it's important that we train ourselves to be resilient because we never really know what is going to be right around the corner. True. In history, although we might be in the easiest time that there has been a long time, you know, there's just patterns. You know, something comes along and it's good to be able to be resilient. Your mind be resilient. That's the um, yes. certainly your body be resilient. And humans, I'm speaking in general, we love our routines. We love cozy spaces, familiar faces, but that comfort paradox challenges this inclination that we're going to get into. I like it. And so we talked about the muscles. You know, I've been talking about jumping higher doing fun stuff like that. But the mind muscle I want to talk about today is that discomfort muscle. Mm. You know, you can replace that word with something else that resonates with you. But I truly think that it is a muscle that we can train and it really can open up the lens at how we look at life if we just are getting outside of our comfort zone, taking up more opportunities, meeting people. And so I'm going to start with just like a little story. I think we've touched on some of this stuff in the past. If you've heard us talk about, you know, things can be hard now or later. And so, first of all, that whole hard thing, I think that if we can redefine that word as challenging, there we go. that can be a little bit more encouraging and empowering. I like it. If we say something is hard, I feel like it can be a little bit disempowering. But let's just think about right now. I'm working with people on a health perspective on a daily basis. You know, we'll say people in their 50s and 60s 
who maybe didn't have the right priorities. Maybe they focused on their career, family, and their health kind of took a back seat. And so part of this hard now, hard later, some of this sounds kind of like common sense, but it's like we can either take care of our health and create this time, create this energy, make these priorities, or it can be harder later when we now have health issues. Maybe our body's mm. not working the same way. Maybe we type 2 diabetes, extra weight that comes along with all these other inflammatory issues and so on. I think you guys can kind of see where I'm going with all this. I see. And then then the budgeting thing. This is something that Dreams, you're an expert on right now. I think that we can look back. I can use examples in family or people in my environment that probably did not do the hard thing up front. Maybe they did what felt good up front and now you you find yourself paying for it later. 10, 20, 30 years down the road and things can be a lot more challenging. And I can think that when it comes to spending, budgeting, this cascade of events causes stress that compounds. Just like saving money can create this compound interest, stress can grow in a compounding factor as well because let's say something small happens like you have an issue with your car or health issue Mm -hmm. where if you have a little bit of money set aside for a rainy day, you can just take care of it. But I know that feeling of stress from being a family that you're living paycheck to paycheck and you have an issue and it causes so much more stress than it needs to. It's like a hurricane of stress that can drown you because you didn't put these things into place or think about having a game plan. And some of that game plan is uncomfortable to make some adjustments in life and so on. No, no. You got to, like my dad, he used to say, um, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think being absent of certain ways of planning means you're going to fail in that situation. Um, just as you not experience certain levels of comfort means that when you go in to take this new opportunity that you're going to immediately fail, especially if you go into an environment to where you may simply not know how to plan for that environment. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing we were talking about on the show before we we're talking about no risk and no biscuit, like taking yeah. opportunities to put yourself in new environments that you may not have as much experience in. So you have the opportunity to grow. Most things need a catalyst. If you, mm-hmm. you go take it back down to science and like grade school, this word catalyst means it's either heat or emotion mm-hmm. or something that creates energy to then create a chemical change. And once that thing is transformed with that catalyst, you can't turn it back, right? It's something new. It's something better. It's something more solid. It can't be broken as easily anymore. Yeah. And that's something that I like to use the word catalyst. So I like that. And it always takes some type of heat. Like if you keep something in a cool, comfortable temperature, it won't change. Mm-hmm. You got to put it in an environment under the Bunsen burner sometimes. You got to shake it up a little bit or sometimes you got to, you know, get the energy moving, get the molecules moving in order to really get the benefit of what this new thing could be. And yep. if you want to grow to be more resilient, you got to find an understanding with challenge. It has to be like this nice, almost chaotic harmony with challenges, understanding it's going to be heat, understanding that it's not going to be smooth selling all the time, but the end result will be worth it. Once you develop that muscle in your mind, this muscle of uh, persistence, that's something that my wife was talking to me about. She's like, I just love your persistence. You don't stay down when things get Mm -hmm. tough. You don't stay down. I was like, well, I just, you know, I receive all of that. I'm, I'm receiving all of that. Yeah. I'm using that to build. Okay, this is who I want to be. So let me add this word to my bag of identity. Yeah. You and Coach Dar were talking about this, Jay. How about, uh, what's your word? You know, what's your word? 
What's the words mm-hmm. you want to focus on to best identify yourself? And my word was dependable. But in order to be yeah. dependable, you have to be a person that has routine. You have to be a person that has created routine and that has done the thing that will cause you to be more structured, even in moments where it's easier to do something else. It's easier not to wake up. It's easier to sleep in a little bit. But the benefits yep. of waking up earlier is that the stress is less stressful yep. getting yourself together. You're not running around looking for your keys. Mm-hmm. You're not running around looking for your tie in the morning. You know, for the ladies, you got enough time to do your makeup without being in the car and looking at that little the window visor. I, I see y'all. Yeah. I see y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody it, doing it right now. Fact. Like, oh dang, he caught yep. me. He caught me. I'm putting my tie yep. in the car. He caught me. Yeah. But yeah, man, it really gives you time back in your day and it gives you more control in your day doing the hard things. Just that simple decision to wake up earlier, the simple decision to go to sleep a little earlier. So you get those eight hours. So you get that rest. So you have that full recharge. Because over time, those yep. things can cause things like dementia. And I've seen it in my family where yep. I just had a bunch of people in past generations that were workaholics. They didn't rest enough. Yep. And seeing the traits, my grandfather, you know, he had a stroke at a certain age. And that could have been based on decisions of comfort food, right? Yep. And maybe not eating as healthy as he could have eaten and things like that, but still working hard and pushing his body to this piece. So you can't push your body without giving your body the things that it needs. My grandmother, she experienced dementia and Alzheimer's. So that's something that I'm very, very conscious about to where I'm like, I need to remind myself to just, hey, at 10 o'clock, at 11 o'clock, shut it down. Or else my body will just naturally like, all right, we're out. (laughs) We're going to sleep. Because these things will come back later on and create more challenges for you as you in your later years, yep. like you were saying, Jay. So those are things that are kind of keeping me wary. I would say a way to kind of start developing this muscle is to find something that is greater than the comfort that you're experiencing now. Find a yep. goal that's bigger than the comfort you're exactly. experiencing right now. Maybe that's, yep. yeah, that's why, that's how I want to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, like yeah. it. <laughs> I like what you said there. I'm going to, we'll get into the framework. I'm going to set the table here. I like what you said about catalyst. I think, and this is something for listeners to think about. Like this catalyst, it can be the problems that either some people say, you know, Tony Robbins, I think something that they don't happen to you, that happens for you. Mm. You know what I mean? I think if we look at these situations and it's up to us if we're going to be able to listen to these, but the catalyst is going to happen and that's going to like promote this change or this inspiration to change. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't make a change until it's something that hits them out of more of that fear that safety that now they have to make that type of change and so i'm going to go over some framework we're going to go over some different perspectives and some tools that you guys can do to help have a better compass for moving you towards what is in alignment and allows you to really at any moment take that inventory and say Mm -hmm. like what's most important now and you can take all that stuff into perspective so when we talk about the framework Think about this as like building your life resume and getting the most out of the adventure of life. So whether mm. you you can replace the word hard with smart, because remember some of it's subjective to think like it's not just about always doing hard things. Yeah. It's about doing the things that you know are going to move your life, family, all the things that are most important to you forward compared to just stalling and staying in that safety area Yes, sir. where you're at. So life begins at the end of your comfort zone. And it's like life just, it tastes better. There's so much there 
And that's a quote that came from Neil Donald Walsh. And it reminds us the magic of life happening when we're willing to step outside the comfort zone. Yes. And there's studies that have shown that people who avoid discomfort often end up with a sense of regret later on. Mm. Um, they miss out on opportunities and experiences that could have enriched their lives. And a really popular book that got a lot of attention a few years ago was this book like The Five Regrets of the Dying. And it's where I believe there was a nurse that interviewed people that run their deathbed. And I mean, just think about the title of it, The Five Regrets of Dying. Mm. And it breaks down all these different regrets that people had Maybe because they were caught in their comfort zone, maybe they had mixed priorities and they were focusing on themselves too much or the fear of criticism of other things. But overall, mm. we have to, I think, take the time to take a time out and just ask ourselves, like, what trajectory are we moving in in all these different areas of life? You know, and to break down one of these studies. So this was a study by Harvard Business Review that found that people who regularly push themselves to do things they're uncomfortable tend to be more successful in their personal and professional lives. Mm. They develop a higher tolerance for discomfort, which in turn builds resilience. So let's just think about that. By us trying new things, we simply, just doing that is gonna open up more of our capability to be able to expand, to be able to understand, to be able to tolerate these other stressors that come in our lives. And facts. think about music. Music used to be something that was required in schools. You had to learn how to play an instrument or be in choir or whatever. And now, <laughs> from what I've heard, it seems like they're dropping this. But you as a musician know that like, as you're learning that, you're forcing your brain to stay young, to stay forming all these new pathways it's in true. your brain. And like, that's just an example. If you can constantly focus on learning new things, you're keeping your brain more in that growth type of mode. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'll give you an example. You know, I work in finance and I sit with a lot of different clients, some clients that are just sharp. Like I have this guy, he's 91 years old and he's just like, he's a war vet and yeah. just his mind is so sharp. And I asked him, I was like, what are you doing your off time? He's like, well, you know, I think it's called Sudoku where you're like working on yeah. numbers and things like that. He's like, I do that. You know, I still make time to travel, yeah. keep my energy right. Uh, I continue to date my wife. I was like, Okay, like okay, that. Casanova at 91. Yes, sir. So just yeah, things wow. like that. He continues to keep his body or his mind in motion, even though, you know, his body at, at time, your body will break down. So he's not walking like he used to. But when you get down to sitting with this guy, you're like, there's no way you're 91. Like you, you're yeah. sharper than most That's people cool. like That's me. Inspiring to see. Not yeah. just wisdom yeah. long term, but short term. Like he keeps himself engaged in things to where he's always learning new things. Like yep. talking to me about Tesla, he wants the Tesla. I'm like, you want the yeah. Tesla at 91? He's like, yeah, you know, just, just find him interesting. I want to learn more about him. I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But yeah, just having that real example is something that I see. And I'm saying, okay, so this is the result of that type of mindset for me 60 years from now, <laughs> you know? Yep. And this real world example. Yeah, I think it's a fun project. Like I remember a mentor of mine, challenged me this whole idea of like thinking about the time it might have been my 40 or 50 year old self and he was just like think you know 20 years into the future of just the decisions you're making how they're going to affect that down the road and if you could just have a little bit of a relationship that you just visited or journaled with or had a conversation mm. i heard alex hormozzi talk about this idea recently that i believe it was him who was he'd journal or he'd type answering questions to himself like an interview with himself and i think when you do that 
you can realize how silly some of the holdups that you have for moving forward if you're overthinking. And we're going to touch on that a little bit as we start to talk a little bit about that tolerance for discomfort. But like you said, the guy in his advanced stage there at 91, I think that that's an example of just staying curious too. I think mm. like if you can stay interested in life, it keeps you interesting and it keeps you having that extra purpose as we continue to grow. Hey listeners, this is Big Dreams. And I just wanted to take a moment to thank you all for listening to today's episode of The Manhood Experiment. Please follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Manhood Experiment. There, you'll find the latest giveaways and some very funny behind-the-scenes moments. Now, back to the show. A couple fun quotes I liked in the whole lines of discomfort are, I think we've heard this, a ship in a harbor is safe, but that is not what ships are built for. There we go. We're built to go out to take on the storms. We're built to go out and seek adventure. You know, if, if we didn't have people that took on this adventure, we're seeking discomfort. There's no way we would have been able to advance as much and have all the comfort and the tools that we have to enhance our life. And so mm. another one, discomfort is the price of admission to a meaningful life. And I think that we can either sit at home and watch other people live these interesting lives and listen to our favorite artists, or we can engage with that in our own lives and have those yeah. different things that we can do. And we certainly, I think it's great to look for that inspiration, but I really challenge people to close your eyes and think about like how different life would be if you took up just brand new hobbies and you were out meeting new people. And maybe that seems a little uncomfortable, but we'll get into that a little bit more. I got a question for you, Jay. Yeah, what's good? What is an action that you've taken in your life to where if you did not take that action today, you would have a regret? Man, I mean, I, I think the most loud and clear one I can think when I think about family is I had this opportunity. Somebody asked if I wanted to go on this crazy reality type of dating type of show. And I remember thinking, man, this is this is wild. I don't know if I want to do something like that. And I was like, there's gonna be all these people looking at me and you know, who knows what type of surprises are around the corner. And mm. so I think that I, in that sense, thought, you know, no risk, no biscuit. I thought there was more upside. So I think it was a calculated type of thing. Mm. And I think that plays into my decision-making and my operating system is I thought about, is the upside worth it? And, and the upside mm. was worth it. Like I was like, all right, actually, this could be really special compared to the downside. And I think that that was something that helped my operating system. So that's the biggest, loudest, most clear one that I think comes to my mind. But I could think of some examples. Oh, and you got to tell the listeners what was the result of that decision that you made. So you chose to go on the show. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. And for those of you who don't know, I met my, I got, I got a 13-month-old little baby girl. I got a, a wife. And uh, all this came from taking a crazy risk that putting myself out there that I really didn't know what was going to be on the other side. And so there's an example that really made a big impact. But you put yourself out there, though. You chose to go yep. out there. You chose to meet people. You chose to have the mm -hmm. deep conversations that were maybe uncomfortable at times to truly get to know somebody. That Big way time. you didn't miss the opportunity of your lifetime, you, you know, your relationship, your love, your wife, your queen, <laughs> your baby yep. girl. Yep. Like this wouldn't be the life that you have right now. Yep. And I think that's the realest example like that we got right now. That's the realest one. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Me, very similar, very similar. I say my, my wife was life-changing. I had an opportunity to where I finally got my new job in finance just started. And, you know, I was still at home, but I was raising my nephew. So it was really me. My mom was working all the time during that time. So it was kind of me, Dolo. I get home doing dinner for the kids, for her, helping them with homework, 
I'm still trying to have whatever the little second time that I have for myself to work on music. But I was in a routine to where I wasn't growing, but I seen my nephews growing. So that time was very Mm -hmm. important and I wouldn't trade Mm -hmm. that. But it came a time to where as I started to develop a relationship with my wife, I started to say, dang, what do I want? (laughs) You know? And I chose to move out of that home, even though at the time I didn't have to pay rent. Oh, what a great time. (laughs) And I was saving so much. I was paying off my debts and I only had like maybe a thousand dollars left on like a credit card from just stuff that I Mm -hmm. built before I understood finance. You don't understand things until you get exposed to it. So first thing is I got a job in finance. The thing that I was most afraid of talking with people about, checking my credit score, things like, like, I do not want to open that door. That's a scary door. So (laughs) I went straight ahead, like into the industry that scared me the most. That was one thing. Then the second opportunity was- Ran into the storm. Yeah. Yeah. Jump right into it where I'm like, now I'm going to be held accountable. I know I am because I got to get the information out. And I don't want to be a hypocrite. I got to tell people honestly the best options, but I had to do it from a place of I lived it. But having that example, Mm -hmm. I was able to connect with people more, right? So anyway, if I didn't choose to step out and, you know, me and my wife, we cohabitated and I actually got to focus on me more than I had somebody else also kind of looking out for me more than my energy going to several different places of the household, right? I got to develop myself more. And I got to step yep. into more of the man that I want to be. And it felt like a selfish decision at the time. But I think if I didn't take that opportunity, I would definitely regret not having the life I have today. I wouldn't be in California. Yeah. I wouldn't have yeah. my first home here. You know, I wouldn't have the family that I have. You know? So that, yep. that would be a huge regret for me. I've been in big miss in a yeah. big dreams book. <laughs> yeah so i mean part of this stuff comes down to chance i mean part of it is it's putting yourself out there and having the faith mm. but i think when it comes to taking chances i think we can increase our odds when we think about you know are we doing something that's going to promote growth or learning experience and part of everything we're saying i'm about to break down how we build that tolerance for discomfort but you each have to think that i think we all know like when a decision comes we can either stay safe play it safe or we can do what is going to either turn into this failure that actually is a way for us to learn and keep going forward. So I got a fun little metaphor. Maybe some of you guys have heard this story about buffaloes in a storm. And so when a storm comes in the wild and there's cows around, these cows can sense the storm coming in, the cows will run away. They'll try to run away from it. They'll disperse. They'll hide. They'll seek shelter, often leave themselves really vulnerable to everything that's going. And then now they're on their own. Mm. Whereas buffaloes in the wild, you see they stick together when a storm is coming, they're known for their tendency to run towards the storm, which allows them to move through it more quickly. They know that it's coming. And you got to think about this. A storm, as it's coming through, it's going to be like slow pain just following you around. Whereas the buffaloes know that they're just going to drive right into it, get it over with, go stick together. And by doing so, they tend to be more of a resilient animal in the wild. And I think what we for can sure. take from those different things is... It's just the idea if we can run away from things or they can grow, they can get bigger. Those monsters over time can get bigger and bigger, grow that, that fear to take care of that debt that you have to, to catch up on your taxes, to get caught up with whatever your situation is so that you can leap or pivot into something bigger. And so sure, for sure, how we apply this, I think, is this idea about running uphill. You know, So mm. when it comes down to decisions that you have, if you're evenly split on a decision, 
it's best to take history from what people do, take the path that's more painful in the short term. So one of these paths requires short-term pain, and the other path leads to pain further out in the future, which may be compounded. And that's really important to think about. So your brain is experiencing conflict avoidance. This is what's going on in our brains because it wants to push off that short-term pain. Mm. This is where comfort is not your friend, all right? So often that short-term pain is associated with long-term gain, and that's what you want to go toward. This happens in a lot of different cases. Like for you to leap and go elevate your career, that's going to be hard and uncomfortable. Or for you to be able to move into a newer house because you've outgrown the one that you're in, you got to move, you got to look for new things, you have to get set up. But in the long run, it, it's probably a bigger decision that's going to support growth. So I like it, Jack. Remember, your brain is overvaluing the side with short-term happiness and trying to avoid the one with short-term pain because the brain only wants to do what it's familiar with. It knows <laughs> that this is safety and this unknown factor of what's out there is scary. So part of building yeah. that tolerance for discomfort is taking that calculated risk and just getting it over with type of thing, doing that challenging thing. And then sometimes, Jay, I'll mm-hmm. speak to this too. Sometimes there's things that we know that there's zero risk. There's literally mm-hmm. zero risk. We just know that it's going to cause some discomfort. And that's the thing that we don't like. i give you an yep. example. I love working out, but the things that I like to work on are legs and arms. Why? Because it's easy for me. <laughs> yep. You get that pump, baby. It's easier it for me to do. What I hate mm-hmm. working out on is my core and abs. <laughs> Because it's not comfortable, even for just one minute of working my abs, there's a burn that I don't like. There's a tense mental place that I got to go through to endure this ab workout. It's so challenging for me to do it, and I don't like that place. But I tell you this, I did that this week, and after we go get fresh water from like Vons or whatever, from little water things... And I was picking up the water bottle and I didn't realize how much of my core was involved in just picking up the water bottle. I'm like, I feel so stable. <laughs> it was so easy mm-hmm. to do. I was like, my God, this makes such a difference. That was only 20, maybe 10 minutes of my time. But in my mind, it felt like hours because <laughs> yep. yep. it took me there. And there was zero risk to doing a workout. It's just I didn't like the discomfort of it. Man, I love that you, you bring that up because that, that's a topic that I hope the listeners can take something from. That burn feeling I know from actually being a personal trainer and working with people in gyms and different studios. Like it's funny because I've trained people that don't know that familiar burn feeling. And as soon as like they could be doing like a tricep pull down and they feel burn and they're like, oh, what is that? And they <laughs> they like jump back with pain and discomfort mm. when it's it's not pain, it's discomfort, first yeah. of all. But it's like the thing that they have to get comfortable with, and this is a quote that I used to say with training a lot, was like, I want to help you get comfortable being uncomfortable, is that you have to push through that. That's where the actual resistance training is going to pay off the benefits, mm-hmm. is when you take that burn and you know that you push through it. You know, Arnold used to say, the set doesn't start until it's actually like burning, you know, until you have mm-hmm. that burning, challenging type of feeling. And so I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's a good example that you can immediately associate the benefits of that. And that plays into one of these other ways to how we build this tolerance for discomfort is trying something new. We, we touched on this a little bit earlier, but when we try new activities, learn a new language, pick up that musical instrument, participate in a hobby you've never tried before, all these steps and these leaps of faith outside of your comfort zone gradually increase your tolerance for discomfort. 
And so some of the ideas, this could be training for a triathlon, a race, learning to dive, hike, do improv, get into music and performance. And I can just think of just an example, like training for a triathlon. I was not comfortable swimming out in open water. Mm. It was a scary type of thing, but I'd seen other people do it. And I was like, oh, wow, this would be really fun to connect these ideas and like put myself out there. So signing up for a race made that real. And now it's like it brought up whole new conversations. I meet people that have done Ironmans and I now I've done a whole bunch of them. Now I can relate to those people. Connect. I love that I know that my body, I'm able to push my mind and my body in that area. And it gives me more confidence to know that I could pick up the guitar and learn how to play that better or yeah. you know, do diving, which is really uncomfortable at first, even though there's excitement there. <laughs> you know, it works. Other opportunities to say, what else am I capable of? Yeah. It gives you that type of confidence doing things that were once challenging where you're like, well, I did it now. You know, yeah, I did it. I actually finished it. What else am I capable of? Because I remember where I was before actually starting this journey to try this new thing to do this. But I like what you said, though. You put yourself in a position where you were obligated to finish. You signed up for it. Yeah. You made a promise to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something yeah. that we can all definitely, if we're not already familiar with, we can identify with. There are certain promises that we've made to ourselves or promises that you know you want to make to yourself, but you're concerned because it may cause you to have to take a certain journey to get there. Yep. What I want you yep. to do is make that promise. Make that promise. Yep. Yep. Put it on your vision board. Put it in your journal. Sign it. Put your name yep. by it. Make that promise. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Jay. What you got for us, man? <laughs> yeah. And we'll wrap up. Just hear how we build this tolerance. The other factor is like something you're going to have to get comfortable with in your relationship with failure. So mm-hmm. like learning to actually embrace failure and realize that failure is part of the learning process and you can't let that hold you down. It's very uncomfortable, whether it is physical training or it's you just getting burnt out because you're trying to learn a new skill set or whatever it is. Like you're going to try things. It could be starting a business, you're running ads and you fail at first over and over again. Or, I mean, you can just fill in the blank. You get the whole idea that with everything you do, every every time you failure is a stepping stone that you're able to now recall back on. You can realize what you should do a little bit differently. And you'll notice this. And this is the other step for building your tolerance is getting around people that stretch your comfort zone. Look at people that have that relationship with failure, that they fail and they keep on going. Anybody you've seen that has a successful business or is successful in, in whatever they've done, they were bad at first. They messed up. They learned. But that was the thing. They kept staying curious, kept pushing forward with it. So so true. I got one last example for y'all. Yeah. Like you said, they were bad at it. When I first started rapping and started doing performances and getting on the stage, it was different than, you know, like doing things back as a kid in church and things like that. Where you're like, go ahead, baby. No, you're dealing with people that don't know you. And they're like, why are you in yeah. front of me? So the anxiety yeah. of putting yourself on stage, I would forget my lyrics and blank out. Yep. You know, and I had this, I just remember such a traumatic moment where I forgot my lyrics. Every time oh. I get on stage, I have a little bit of anxiety that hits me again. Like, okay, are you going to do that again? Well, like I said, what I've learned to do is... You know, practice till you can't fail. Practice till you can't fail. And then when you do have moments where you do that, what do you do? How do you still keep people engaged? You find new ways to connect and new ways to experience that. What could be a failure? I see it as an opportunity to engage with the audience now. And nobody knows the latter because it's my song. They don't know if that's part of the song or if it's not. And I've made it my moment. My I can't find a word right now, but... My experience is that it's my stage at this moment. 
So yeah, I, I'm going to own yeah. it, you know? Yeah. If it's good, if it's left, if it's right, I'm going to own it and make sure everybody leaves having a good time. But yeah. I still go through it. And I still have to get up there because I know that after I get off the stage, the endorphins and the energy from the people that I've connected with is going to heavily outweigh the anxiety of, I might forget my lyrics. That's always a possibility. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gosh, that's such a good relationship to be able to have. Like, it's worth it. You know why you're doing this. And that, that overpowers the beauty that you get, the soul feeding beauty that you get from actually doing that activity easily outweighs that discomfort, even though it can be so scary in the moment. Mm-hmm. So the last thing you know for building that tolerance is getting clear and confronting your mortality. I know this seems kind of crazy here, but realize that this life that we're living is limited. We can see this as we get older. We see people around us that their lives stop abruptly. They can, you just see that the regret thing, it's a real thing. And so mm-hmm. knowing that if you can confront that this is a limited time, making the most out of this, it will help you, I think, have a better relationship with time and realizing that there's never going to be a perfect time. So I want to mm. put that out there. I think that as you can get comfortable with that and realize that it's not about just rejecting comfort completely. It's about finding a balance and a harmony and moving forward with this whole idea of alignment. And so I got one more quick question for Dreams. I want to see what he thinks. I'll give my opinion and then we'll break you guys off with the experiment. But here's a question that you could ask 10 people. I think you get 10 different answers is where is the fine line of preserving your energy, like rejuvenating, feeling your best, being present in the moment versus stretching that comfort zone or really going after big things and squeezing the juice out of life. So like, where is that fine line when you can think like, oh, I think I'm just going to stick around. Like, how do we explain that? You know, how's your operating system work there? I think the best way to explain that piece to where if you're truly tired and it's Mm -hmm. creating a challenge for you to actually operate and problem solve, you need to rest. That's the time to rest. And then you set a specific time, no matter what, that time is the time that you're going to do this thing. And you stick to it. You stay disciplined to that specific time. You don't let anybody distract you. You let the people around you know that this is the time that I have for this. And you over-communicate it to them and to yourself. And I think that gives you a base to stay committed to that goal. And that's where I think the line is. If you're so tired where you really can't focus on what you're trying to do, you should rest. Eat, rest, take a walk. But set a time before you rest. Don't just sleep and not wake up and never go back to that goal, that idea. Set a time to do it. I like that. I think that's big because it's it's so easy to justify like I'm tired, so I'm just going to do this other activity that gives me pleasure in the moment. So I think that's a really good example there. I think that my answer is, is similar to that too. We have to ask and hold ourselves to the fire of what are we trying to accomplish? And like, is this in alignment? Like if I have given myself the opportunity to get the rest that I need, am I just doing what feels good now in the moment? Mm-hmm. And you have to, I think, develop that relationship of associating this discomfort with growth and with the pride that you get from moving forward. And if you journal, you'll be able to reflect back on those things. And it's something that's a skill that I think will come with time. So what you got for the experiment, Jay? Yep. So I got a fun experiment. It's a two-part system right here. So number one, make yourself a playlist. You can throw on, you know, don't stop believing. You can throw on Eye of the Tiger. That's fine. Hall of Fame. But I want you to get out a piece of paper or your journal. And I want, I chose a big number for a reason because some of these are going to have a higher priority, but I want you to write down 10 things in your life that are hard or challenging that would move your life forward. 
So, mm. and this could be a number of different things. Like I think we all know that, oh, if I just, I started this little side hustle, started my own website, did this, decided to sign up and get a personal trainer, decided to sign up for a race. You guys can go along with this. Pick 10 of them. There's probably gonna be three or four that have more meaning to you. And then I want you to write down what life would be like if those things were easy and you just did them. Like, what would it look like on the other side if you didn't think about what was holding you back? And so, and within that, what is holding you back, I want you to get clear with that. And so, Hmm. you know, this is a little exercise might take 20 minutes, but what's holding you back? Is it time? Is it confidence? Because these are all skills you can learn. Is it, do you need some help? Is it fear of failure, fear of criticism? Hmm. Because these are all things that you can move past. So if you can associate how much life would look differently if you did those things and look what's holding you back. I think that's going to help you get some more clarity on that. I love it. Uh, and number two, finally, uh, from above, we talked about it. It's simply, I want you to put this on your schedule. Try something new. Just sign up. It's a race. It could be like a 5K. It could be a Tough Mudder or whatever it is. Something performance, fundraiser, charity, an event. Just sign up to something that gets you out of your comfort zone to meet some new people. I think you guys all know something you've been thinking about doing, but <laughs> let's put it into action. So that is all we got for you today. Dreams, got anything you want to... Nah, leave. I love it. I'm going to actually take that experiment. I'm going to do that this week. I'm going to sign up. We're going to tap in. I'm going to let you know what I signed up for. And I'm going to write down 10 things that might cause regret if I don't do those. So I'm going to lock it in. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. It's powerful. <laughs> All right. Let's take some action, baby. Well, until next time, this is the Manhood Experiment. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Hey, what's up? This is Big Dreams. Thank you for checking out today's episode of The Manhood Experiment. If you like today's episode, please subscribe and give us five stars. Not only does your feedback matter, but it helps us to connect with others just like you that find value in our weekly episodes. So subscribe, share, and speak with your friends and family about today's episode. And most importantly, take care of yourself, keep growing, and join us again on the next episode of The Manhood Experiment.